Oh my god. Guess who has been sleepwalking again? Linda, I don't think anyone wants to hear about that. Yeah, we want to hear it. Your sleepwalking <laughs> stories are epic. It was hilarious. He wanders out of the bedroom, so I go after him, and there he is in the hallway, pissing in the closet. <laughs> and what about you? She wakes up in the middle of the night screaming like a banshee. What's making you scream at night? Nothing. Just a nightmare. You know, the one where um, you're falling and you're about to hit the ground and... You jerk awake and your heart's racing a million miles a second. Yeah, that one. Something has to make me scream at night. Ooh. <laughs> what? It's just a stupid dream. We've all had it, right? Or how about when you wake up and you open your eyes, but you can't move? And it feels like something's holding you down. You hear weird noises and you know something's in the room with you. Something evil. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Episode 93, welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, where we sleep pretty soundly, actually. Um, I got I got no complaints. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're good. So, uh, <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Jim. I'm Justin. And I'm sleepy. <laughs> uh, I could bed you. You could bed me? You said you're sleepy. I don't. I don't bed. <coughs> I don't bed until I'm wed, Michael. So. Oh. Oh. My apologies. How's everybody doing? I'm a good Christian boy. It's doing Thursday swell. night. We're back. Uh yeah. Uh, I got in a car accident yesterday. You did. You Tell did? us about yeah. it. That sounds yeah, exciting. I, I actually didn't even know about this. That's right, because I decided to tell you just right now. We seriously used to have something, and now you're not telling me important life happenings. I told you. I don't bed till I, I feel, wed, Mike. Oh, this is pillow God. talk, and uh, I don't see a ring on... Well, there's a ring on this finger, but I don't see a ring on this finger, and that's the one where... That's because I need to get it surgically removed. <laughs> Put your your anus ring on his, on his finger? I think it would Gross. fall right off. <laughs> <laughs> um so I, I went to uh, went to pick up my son yesterday and I had my my daughter in the car too. I know you had kids. Yeah, I got a, a couple of couple, <laughs> He doesn't tell us anything anymore. A couple ankle biters and uh <clears throat> we went to Tim Hortons. We often do like I'll I'll when I'm transferring him from his school to his uh to his ABA in the middle of the day, I will uh Stop at Tim Hortons, get them a donut, get myself a coffee, mm-hmm. you know, everything's good. So I, I go to pull out, this is the one at, uh, <clears throat> um, uh, what is it, like thir- uh, 12 and twelve and Grossbeck? Oh, sure. Somewhere around there. Doesn't matter. Um, I go to pull out after I got my my stuff, and I had to turn left back onto Grossbeck. And I went to pull out, and all of a sudden, this Ford Fusion comes flying into the left-hand turn lane. <coughs> no, no blinker, no nothing. They just come flying in. So all of a sudden, I can't turn out. Like they're right in front of me. And then I look to my left, and there's two cars barreling at me. 
So I'm about to be T-boned. Oh, like, nice. nice. I'm like, oh, shit. I've got no other option here than to just throw it in. Re- so I threw it in reverse and just backed up as fast as I could, smashed right into another car. Oh. <laughs> so the guy. How are your kids? Oh, uh, good. It was, it. I was, my, so there's a, um, a pretty steep uh, drive there, you know, a pretty steep driveway. So my car was actually angled upward. Mm-hmm. So it really, like, I kind of hopped up onto the top of his front bumper, you know? So it was barely anything to us. It was, like, yeah. just a little... Did the guy, did it the guy understand like, what happened? Like, did he... Well, he was a little mad at first. So it kind of... It felt like, you know, when you back up a little too fast into, a, like, a parking block? Yeah. It felt just like that. It was it was hardly anything. Like, my daughter actually laughed at me. <laughs> and uh, Dad, are you stupid? <laughs> I got out, and I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I was, I was about to... This guy just got into the left-hand turn lane, and... I, I was about to be hit, and I've got kids in the car, and he's like, well, you still got to look where you're going, dude. And I'm like, yeah, I know, man, but I I was literally about to be struck, like, hard, T-boned. And we pulled over into spots. Like, five minutes went by. I called my wife, and uh, he's like, I'm going to go call the cops. And he was pretty pissed. And then he walked over to me, and he's like, he's like, um, the cops aren't coming because it happened on private property. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. And then he was cool about it. He's like, I'm not mad, dude. I know shit happens. Like, I I completely, after actually thinking about what you told me, like, the situation that you were in, I understand why you did it. No hard feelings. So, yeah. It sucked, though. I've got a little, my my back bumper's got, like, a little puncture in it. Yeah. He had, like, a little bit of a puncture in his front bumper, and that was about it. So, exchanged information yeah, and whatnot people, but people i'm, I'm very I'm, i've always been very fortunate that i'm not the kind of person that like when something happens i immediately see red like i'm not that kind of person it kind of sounds like he was a little bit like like he just he starts to fume before he takes in what actually happened he wasn't you know he, he really wasn't being like a complete asshole about it he was just he was perturbed you know <laughs> which still, was, I mean, underst- still, it was understandable said, like if, your knee-jerk reaction is to be like what the hell dude yeah but if but if i but if i had a guy back into me and the first thing that tells me is dude i was about to get t-boned and i have kids in the car i'd be like say no more yeah like like I, they wouldn't even cross my mind to be mad at you like i because I, I get it you know like <laughs> i think that's probably why he came back over to me and said dude yeah. i i understand like, so not- you were out in the uh I was cu- almost I was, in the turn lane. So already. by the t- I went to pull out like you know how you yeah. how it is on gross spec. Sometimes you have to pull into the left hand yeah, turn right. lane to merge out yep. into traffic. So I was going to do that, and then that f- fusion right. pulled into the left hand turn lane and blocked me where I was. So I was covering both lanes, both uh, gotcha. southbound lanes. What a dick! And there was fusion. two cars coming at me fast. So you should have like, just Whoa. drove forward full speed into that fusion. I. <laughs> That's who deserved it. My car's big enough. I probably could have pushed him out of the way. (laughs) And you couldn't have made a right because you were probably already like at that angle of trying to get in. If I would have tried to make a right, I would have hit the fusion. And then I would have been hit by both of the cars that were coming at me. So I I did... You did the right choice. I did the thing that caused the least amount of damage. I didn't even... I honestly didn't even check behind me before I backed up, though. Yeah. Like, I just, my first instinct was just throw it in reverse like, and go. Guy in a unicycle behind you. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I started thinking about that afterwards. I'm like, man, I'm glad. Because a lot of people walk down that road. I'm like, shh, I'm yeah. glad it was a car, not a person. Yeah. So, anyway, that right. was. So, that's how we've been this week. <laughs> that takes all of our time for that segment. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, in brighter news, we went to a show the other night. It was a nice show. We did. Our first uh, outdoor concert of the year, which was. Didn't even invite me. Shut up! You were invited. Like Jay a couple even, different people. Jay, <laughs> Jay even offered you a free ticket, and you didn't go. <laughs> uh, sorry. 
That was good, though. We went yeah. to see um, 30 Seconds to Mars, uh-huh. and we kind of went on a whim. Like, we are I think it oh, was... I think now it's more like 10 Seconds to Mars. 10 Seconds, yeah. Because they're, they're missing 20% of, the, <laughs> of their band. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, again, higher. It's, higher. Liter- <laughs> it's literally just two people now. And then they tuck a bass player and a guitar player slash keyboardist back in the oh, in where, the corner. That's where a bass player should be. It's, a, like, it's essentially the Jared Leto show yeah. now, but... Uh, Hey, fuck you, by the way. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. It was still a good show. What would you think? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, very. Uh, the production was very good on it. And the music was great, too. So. Yeah, yeah. They sounded good. Like, it, it, I, I told you guys earlier, it took me a couple minutes to get into it. Because mm-hmm. when they first came out, I don't think I realized that the guitar player left a little while ago. And they so, announced it that day, like two or three hours before our show. Oh, did they really? Yeah, that he quit. <laughs> so so I, didn't, I didn't know that. And then they come out and... Uh, Shannon, the drummer's kind of tucked back, like in the corner. So it's literally just like, oh, here comes Jared Leto, the Oscar-winning actor who also likes to sing in a band. And it's like the first few songs, he had a cape on, and he's wearing, and now he's sponsored by Gucci, so he's wearing like all, like he's wearing this completely sequin suit or something. It was pretty cool, actually, uh, but it was an all-sequin suit. And that's then just, that's just gross. The way like, their backdrop is, it was like. It would it would silhouette him, and after the very first song, like the crowd's going crazy, and he just he stands like this, like he's arms like he's Jesus, with arms wide open. and no. he's got the beard and the hair now, so I he actually looks like Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's got his head so far up his ass, oh, like yeah. gross. But it was I it, it, once I got into it, it was a good show. Yeah, yeah. And walk the moon was sweet. They killed it. <clears throat> well, you guys specifically, you guys went there, kind of for, more for, for walk for, the moon, yeah. right? Because you guys are. Uh, You've been duetting one of their songs yeah, for a long we, time. Been, that's our karaoke jam. So, <laughs> how long have you guys been doing that? Uh, since it came out. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much since you guys met. Right? Yeah, yeah. Since we've been dating. Yeah, and they actually engaged, they actually so. put on a damn good yeah, show. Yeah, they were awesome. They're they're very uh, they got like a very '80s vibe to them, and they just make you want to dance. So, shut up and dance. In yeah. fact. So what about you, so. Mikey? I caught some dinosaurs on my Jurassic Park game. Ooh. <laughs> Now I've been working a lot. Tell me more. I've been working a ton. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Kind of a boring week for me. Were you, were you ever into Pokemon Go? No, God, no. <laughs> so this is essentially you're playing you're playing Pokemon it's, it's Go game. now, but because it's dinosaurs, it's, it's cool. It's this game called Jurassic World Alive, and yeah, it's basically Pokemon Go, but it's with dinosaurs, and it's fucking sweet. And I'm like stupidly obsessed with it. Have Trust you, me, I know how dumb it is. <laughs> have you bred any awesome hybrids yet? Uh yeah. Oh, you know. Do I? Oh, you know. Do I? Because how how else would you know you can breed hybrids? Well, you told me. Oh, fine. I don't. I don't know if I saw any <laughs> of them though. Like, can you can you blend a spitter with a like a patasaurus or something they, like that? They they have certain ones you can can't. Well, I'm not gonna get into this on the show because it's terribly boring. <laughs> tell uh, tell us more about this stupid well, game you play, well, Mike. Well, when a male dinosaur and a female dinosaur take mm-hmm. a little liking to each mm-hmm. other. When when does the amber and the mosquitoes come into the whole thing? Because that's, that's how. <laughs> that's how that's done, right? I, I guess. I, fuck this. I, <laughs> I don't, don't know. know. Who cares? Uh, so anyway, that's what we've had. We've been doing this week. <laughs> um, yeah. What do we? Uh, what? What's next? Corrections. Oh, uh, corrections. All right. Let's do it. Stupid! You're so stupid! 
So, uh, I just have one. Last week we were talking about the shake spinner kill in yeah. Ice Cream Truck. Yes. And the the physics of that and whatnot. And then I said, there's a movie, I swear there's a movie where somebody kills somebody else by uh, sticking one of those things down their throat. And it came to me. It was uh, Toxic Avenger. <laughs> ah. He, he basically makes a sundae on the guy's face, a couple scoops of ice cream, a little bit of whipped cream, cherry on top, and then sh- shoves the thing down his throat, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Nice. Uh, speaking of the episode last week, uh, I feel like we need to give a, a bit of a shout-out here. Yeah, absolutely. To, um, to Megan Fields Johnson. Megan. No, Megan. Did you ask her? It's Megan. <laughs> I'm just going with it. Now. I didn't ask her, but um, Megan Frills Johnson and Hillary Bear Ford, uh, the director of Ice Cream Truck, <coughs> and uh, uh, Hillary Bear Ford played the nosy neighbor yeah. in the Ice Cream Truck. Uh, we posted the episode last week, and first we got a message from Megan. Uh, from Megan, uh, the director, saying that she loved the the fun review that we did of uh, of the movie. Yeah, she and gave took, us a shout took, out. Took which the is, time to actually listen. Yeah, which and, is uh, really awesome. We yeah. didn't think anybody listens to our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then <laughs> and then later Accurate. on and then later on, uh, uh, Hillary Bear Ford, she sent us some videos of like of her like uh, a guy. I'm not sure who he was, but. Uh, a, a male friend of a theirs, gentleman. a gentleman, <laughs> and uh, and 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 Megan Johnson sitting around a patio, drinking wine, listening to our show, cracking up at it. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. A lot like, of love from the ice cream truck yeah. uh, people. So awesome. Yeah. Thank, so, thank yeah, you thank so you. much. That was so, really cool. So and, now, uh, now when we're saying bad things about people, we need to think that maybe they're listening because <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently that happens sometimes. I'd say like 98% of the time that's not going to be the fact, but I, I even said, I, I uh, sent a message back to Hillary and I said, like, thank you so much for the love. Please ignore, please ignore the shitty things that we said about your character. And she's like, "No, I loved everything you said about the character." <laughs> and, so. she, and she called us out by saying, "She called us out and saying that these guys are getting it." So apparently, our takeaways from the movie, yeah. were pretty pretty spot on. Yeah, for sure. Which so, makes us smarter than you. Yes. <laughs> you said you looked right at me when you said that. So you're saying that you're smarter than me. No, I was just making sure you agreed with me. We're, you are smarter. You are smarter than me, though. We're smarter than you, the 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 listener, mm-hmm. because. Unless you made ice cream truck, and then yes, we're then, you're... then we're just as smart as you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get let's move on from last week and get into this week. Uh, yes. So this week we are talking about. Uh, we decided to do sort of an episode around sleep paralysis, sleep paralysis, and uh, having sleep troubles. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> we talked about. Oh, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? Well, don't uh, worry. We can help you out in a minute here. Can Jay have this? Did yes. you check for sure? Yeah, there's nothing. Nothing that I found was nothing. Oh, lobster dicks. There's lobster dicks <laughs> oh, in there. Oh, no. Lobster dicks. I didn't, I didn't find anything non-vegan in it, so. Can I? Um, it's just a porter. Unless porters typically have something in it, which I don't think they do. Why don't you say what movies we're talking about? And I'm going to look up this beer real quick just to okay. see if there's anything I can so this find week, on uh, it. So this week, we decided to... We've wanted to watch um, this movie, uh, this documentary called The Nightmare for a long time. Uh, it's a, it's about it's it's real life people talking about their sleep paralysis stories and the things that happen to them, and the the crazy things that happen to a lot of people. They all experience the same things. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. So we decided to go with The Nightmare, which is a documentary, and then a movie called Dead Awake, which is exactly about what the documentary is about. Only you know horror movies sensationalized. So we got The Nightmare and Dead Awake. Both about sleep paralysis. Yeah. Just in time. So, uh, 
to uh, to go along with that, we are drinking Hotbox Coffee Porter. Now, what keeps you more awake? Drinking coffee or getting hotboxed? <laughs> what keeps you more awake at night? Mine's usually kind of a combination of the two. <laughs> now, when you well, so hotbox can mean different things to different I'm people. I'm thinking like the Dutch oven. The Dutch, okay. That, that's something. The classic the Dutch oven. Yeah. Hot, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Because a hotbox can also be. Is that when a when a bunch of people smoke inside of a car without rolling down oh, the that's windows? Clam baking. Clam baking. Yep. Damn it! I don't know. I'm not good at this stuff. I mean, hotbox clam bake. It's kind of it's kind of similar. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so this is Hot Box Coffee Porter from Oscar Blues Brewery. This is a new one for it's us. One. We've never had anything from Oscar Blues. What is it? It's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> this is from uh, Colorado, USA. Mm-hmm. Turn your head in coffee. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I get it. This porter, which is 6.4% ABV and 30 IBUs, is based on malt flavors of roasted nuts, creme brulee, cocoa. Uh, creme brulee, that's two different things. Creme brulee, cocoa, and caramel. The cocoa, but extracted from English and German roasted and caramel malts. Hotbox Roasters then crashes the party and infuses potent cold extracted coffee from beans sourced from Brazil and Mexico that deals out flavors and aromas of dark plums, chocolate, and hints of blueberry. See, Sounds good. I, uh, Jay looked it up. All of their beers are, in fact, vegan. So there you go. Um, and I did read somewhere, though, about the cocoa. And I've learned that, typically speaking, if it says cocoa, it's just cocoa bean. Cacao. Chocolate right. Chocolate typically is more the... That's the, when you the, get the lactose. The dairy and the lactose, right. yeah. Lactose So as of 2018, infusion. all their beers are vegan. They used to use the Islingus, or however you pronounce it, which is fish bladder. Oh. That a lot of stuff gets filtered through. Yeah. And usually a lot of the fish bladder ends up in your beer still as well which i want to read up more on that that is the most interesting thing to me that sounds kind of fishy yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right let's try this this just became my favorite brewery it says canned hold on on the bottom canned on 8 14 18 17 and, <laughs> oh does that say 17 it Mine's does say 17, 17 yep yeah. and then it says anyone up for day drinking it's on their <laughs> it's on their like mechanic like their their mechanized stamp on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. And yes, absolutely, I am up for day drinking, always. All right, John. Cheers, boys. Cheers. She is. That's really that is good. really Ooh. good. No, wow. Good. That tastes mm. a lot more like iced coffee than I ever expected yeah. to. It's because of that cold extracted process. Damn. That's... I'm having one of these first thing tomorrow morning. Hell yeah. Damn, that's delicious. Skip the... Skip the hot hot pot of coffee and grab yourself a hot box hot, hot box coffee porter. Just don't damn grab, that's good. Don't grab a hot box unless you know the person. Go to jail for that. <laughs> unless you're the president. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Why don't we get into the bleeding feed? Oh yeah! Oh, gotta. There's no other way that we can start off this news week without talking about the Halloween trailer. Oh, is that what that was? That's that. Oh yeah. What, what did was you think that it was? from uh, Halloween? I, was that? <laughs> you caught me completely <laughs> off guard because I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I was just playing dumb. No, I was no. playing the dumb guy. You played it really well. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm. Uh, so the Halloween trailer dropped. Uh, everyone's been looking forward to it. I've watched it about a thousand times. 
you've watched it about a thousand times. You've watched it a thousand times. A thousand thousand times. times. I was going to yeah. say like twice, maybe. <laughs> you've been busy. <laughs> Two thousand um, times. There you go. Uh, so what do you guys think? Uh, looks awesome. I think it looks incredible. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm so happy that, I'm so happy that they, first off, they used the mask from, from the original. It's based off of the original Shatner mask and it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I had my doubts about it because I thought the agent looked a little weird. Totally doesn't matter. It looks amazing. I, it doesn't, I, I, I disagree with you. The you said that it looks like it has crow's feet and stuff. Yeah. To me, it just looks like a really old. It looks like a forty-year-old mask. And and seeing it in the trailer, that's exactly what it looks like. Like latex yeah. would degrade over time like that, and it might end up looking like wrinkles on a face. But yep. yeah, it looks awesome though. Now, have they ever considered um, for the the role of Michael Myers actually having William Shatner play the role? <laughs> How I awesome mean, would that be? It, he'd be the same age at this point. <laughs> In fairness, we should do like a like a parody thing. Like if we had you know contact with them and well, there's two Michael Myers. You get one unmasked as William Shatner, and then the other one gets unmasked and it's actually Mike Myers. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the fight to see who the real one is, right? Right. Yeah. Um, now I will say this: I, w- I, w- I was not prepared for how they handled the Michael Myers Michael Myers himself being in the mental institute because at the end of the original Halloween he gets shot and disappears. Right. So they're going to have to explain how they caught him and all that stuff. You know, because this is a direct sequel to the first one. Yeah, which... So they're going to have to do that. Well, really, the the last thing that you see is the perspective of of Loomis and Lori. Mm -hmm. So there's no telling what's going on. You you know, at this point it's a giant manhunt. So it it stands to reason that they... He's horribly injured because he's been shot... That's true. Five times I, I, or whatever, I guarantee so. you that's how they're going to sure, explain yeah. it away. I feel as though the two characters that show up at the mental institution, though, and show him his mask, mm-hmm. which, first off, why would they let these two random guys into the mental institution with this completely unstable guy and show him the thing that he wore? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I, seems weird to me. Yeah, it's, it, it's like, like you're just asking for him to start up again yeah like, to like, relapse hey rekindle everything from his past hey, sure, look at go this. Ahead. you remember this when you used to wear this and kill people i feel as though i'm going to not like those two characters but yeah. the, but they're going to be the only part of the movie that i don't like i'm going to love everything else oh they'll get they'll get killed so awesome oh i hope so uh jamie lee curtis looks bad fucking ass mm-hmm. like she looks crazy like it, it like like the, the idea that laurie strode suddenly went into like survival mode and yeah. has been planned like it seems legit to me. Like, you know, people crack when they go through stuff like that. And if she was changed forever and now she's like this, this, she became a doomsday prepper. Essentially, kind of, yeah. But, but yeah. in this uh, doomsday for her is Michael coming back. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, and I like how there's the, uh, Oh, isn't, isn't that your mom's brother or something or your or, or grandma's brother or something? Yeah. And she's like, no, no, that was just a, a myth or whatever it is. They <clears> said, <throat> like, they explain that right off the right. bat, getting that out of there. So I'm, I'm excited for, it. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very excited. It look, looks a lot better than... It looks as good as I wanted it to, mm-hmm. but I didn't think that it was going to. Does that oh, make really? sense? Like, I, I didn't want to get my hopes up too, too much. <laughs> I, I stayed pretty positive about it the whole time. I thought that... Um, what the hell's his name? Uh, Danny McBride. Yeah. And who was who he co-writing it with? I uh, can't yeah, remember. D- Danny McBride and... Um, oh, my God. I know his name, and I can't think of it. God, go on. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll, it just the way they talked about it the whole time. I David Gordon Green. There you go. The way they That's talked it. about it the whole time, it it always sounded like it was in good hands, you know. So. Yep. Uh yeah, I'm I'm super excited for it. It's gonna yep. be good. 
I think that uh, before that comes out this Halloween, I smell a Halloween retrospective. Oh. That's how I'm thinking. It's been a while since we've done a retrospective. A, a big one, at least. We've done we've done little ones, you know, yeah. for two movies. Like the Creep. Creep would technically be one. Sure. You know, but... It's been um, a while since we've done... So, I mean, what are you talking? Eight, like a, eight movies? A franchise. We, we, it's been a while since we've done, like, a franchise retrospective. I think Saw was probably the last one that we did. Now, would we do the zombie movies included in that, or just the original... I say we go full hog. Oh my god. Oh my god. We might have to plan that like a month in advance oh, because we will. <laughs> neither one of us could watch that many movies in a week anymore. No, no. We could probably do, we... Like the, we do like we did Saw though and just do a couple couple episodes. How the hell did we used to do that? We used to watch five movies for each episode. Oh, fuck if I know. That was dumb. Yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> All right, let's get into some other, uh, other news. Um, if you're a big fan of uh, Stranger Things... And uh, season two left you with a lot of questions. Uh, this fall, you're going to get some answers. Uh, they are releasing two novels based on Stranger Things, pr- official prequel novels, uh, in partnership with Netflix. Uh, one of them is going to go into uh, Eleven's mother, mm-hmm. and the other one's going to go into <laughs> what? They're going to go. <laughs> That's just, <laughs> just me being juvenile. <laughs> and the other one is going to dive deep into the MK Ultra program. Oh, cool! So uh, you're going to get a lot of answers about. Not only Eleven's past, but the program that she was involved in and all that kind of crazy stuff. Right on. Uh, speaking of prequel novels, we're also getting a prequel novel to Shane Black's The Predator. Oh. Uh, in a novel called Predator Hunter, uh, <clears throat> Hunted and Hunter. Hunted and Hunter. Yes. Okay. Or Hunter and Hunted. One of the two. Sure. But uh, that's going to go into the, the what everything that happened before Shane Black's Predator, uh, which I'm pretty sure is in the same universe as the original. So it's it fills the gap, I think, between, uh, you know... Between those time were you, periods, were you going to talk? I, I just want to ask real quick, just in case you're. Were you going to talk that uh, talk about the new trailer coming out at all? Oh, in your uh, news, I was not going to. Did you watch the new I trailer? Did, yet? I did not. Oh shit! Is it good? I mean, yeah. I, I watched one that came out like a couple weeks ago. No, there was just a new one that came out a few days ago, with the giant predator. Yeah, you no, that's the same one. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, did that it. come out a couple? No, yeah. it didn't come out a couple weeks. Yeah, at least ago. a week ago. Week and a half ago, something well, like that. But yeah, it was after we recorded our last show. So, yeah, that looks pretty. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty, pretty that, good. That first teaser, it was hard to get a good grasp on exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that this fucking looks, Uber Predator though yeah. looks fucking awesome. He just like pulls him out of a window and slams him onto the top of the car. It's it it's awesome. cool too that and I know some people will probably give it shit because horror fans sure. suck. But yeah. Um, I'm I'm happy that they're doing something different. Like they've introduced a new Predator character. You know, I, I feel like it kind of needs it. Which they did in um, Predators, the one with Adrian Brody. I've only seen they, that. You basically yeah. saw like a whole the the planet with the entire race there. Yes. You know. Yeah, I've only but, seen that movie once. I need to go back and revisit it. But yeah, I I I watched it on my way home from my honeymoon, so it was. And you're all doped up because you're <laughs> it was, missing body parts. Yeah, it was eight years ago, so <laughs> I should probably go back and revisit it as well. Uh, uh, anyway, continue. Of Sorry. Going back and revisiting stories. Good segues here today. Mm-hmm. Um, there is uh, Mike Flanagan is directing the adaptation of Doctor Sleep, which is Stephen King's sequel to The Shining. <clears throat> yeah. Got some casting news this week. Ewan McGregor has been cast to play Danny Torres. Torrance. Torrance. Sorry. A grown-up Danny Torrance. Ewan McGregor. What's with him and be interesting. What's with him and uh, taking these roles where he's playing grown-up versions of people we knew like from Chris, our childhood? Because like Christopher, Christopher Robin, Robin, he's playing Christopher Robin in the Christopher Robin movie, and now he's playing Danny Torrance in Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep? I think it's called Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Okay. 
Right? I can't. I, I I couldn't remember if it was Doctor Sleep or Mister Sleep. I think it's Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Did, did you just swallow a handful of feathers, Michael? I, there was something. I don't know what it was. <laughs> that was the face he was. But he was like, oh, that was feathers. I ate some Taco Bell before we started. It's like I had a piece of pepper stuck in my mouth somewhere, and it just like got into the back of my throat. I don't know why, but that just reminded me of the story <laughs> that you told me about your coffee last week. Oh, we got God. <laughs> oh God. Well, I so hope this uh, hot box coffee porter doesn't have all kinds of grounds at the bottom. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> long, nothing will be grosser. Long, long story short, Mike, w- Mike was sick and accidentally coughed as he went it to take a drink of his coffee. Well, it wasn't sick. It was my allergies. Were well, whatever. Crazy. Yeah. He coughed when he went to take a drink of his coffee and then didn't realize it and then went to take another big swig and he had coughed up like a big loogie into the coffee and then he drank it. Oh, that's almost as bad as my my oh. uncle's my uncle's fake son who uh, was the other day he he had to sneak uh, to blow his nose and he blew his nose into his bare hands and then he looked around and grabbed a tissue and wiped it off of his hands. Why, why not and, just grab a tissue and, to begin with? And two weeks ago, he peed his pants when he was right next to a bathroom, and today he pooped his pants <laughs> standing right next to the bathroom. He's like 30. Oh, what? Who is this clown? I don't know. He's weird, but that's, that's, that's also weird. But so, see, Mike, it's not as bad. You don't have it that bad. I don't. I don't. Oh, no, that geez. was one of the grossest things that's ever happened. I immediately had to call you because I could not believe what just happened. Yeah, and Somebody I was, had to I was drinking coffee at the time, which really bummed me out. All right, now that everyone's some severely grossed out um <laughs> there's a uh, uh so okay so there's a um a new version of texas chainsaw massacre of the next generation coming out uh, relatively soon by scream factory we were all excited about this we talked about it last week and uh this week we well, get new well we're, or was it two we weeks? weren't we weren't excited about it. i was I about, was about, about new generation hell yeah it's not a like great, i said i want to see movie. the documentaries where people talk oh. talk about it now look back at it except um, well, apparently Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger, uh, or at least the people that represent them, still hate this movie because uh, they had to remove their likeness from the cover art this week. Uh, the, the, the cover art that Scream Factory just commissioned for their new release. That's so dumb. I don't get it. Like I, There are you- so many actors and actresses that have done shitty movies in their past and most of them just celebrate them like yeah. i don't i i really don't under like matthew mcconaughey is a academy award-winning actor mm-hmm. texas chainsaw massacre the next generation is not going to blemish his reputation nor will it renee zellweger and people I, I just don't get it and d- removing your likeness from the cover isn't going to change like people know that you were in that movie well, well the, horror fans. I, I have, but I own that movie on DVD. Mm-hmm. They're on the cover, and yeah. it's not even a drawing. It's them. Like it's from. It's it's a screenshot from the movie. Like I just I don't, don't. I don't get it. I don't understand what. Like like you said, why not? Why not celebrate your your history as an actor? Like everybody does shitty movies when they're for, like you're the only reason that you're you were in the Wolf of Wall Street or Dallas Buyers Club is because you started sure. with shit movies like Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation. And on top of that, wouldn't most people be like, I, if it was me, and I've seen the movie, I know how shitty it is. Yeah. Like, I would just be happy that I was in a fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Yeah. Like that's such an iconic it's franchise. A legacy, yeah. Even if your movie and your movie that that version of the movie has become iconic simply because of what it is, just own it. Like, I I, I just don't get it. Yeah, it's dumb. It is. Not, it is. <laughs> and you guys got a tissue I can borrow? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I just use Mike's shirt. High five! High five! <laughs> oh. Oh. 
<laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Um, there's a uh, okay. So lots of remakes always in the air. Sure. We're getting a remake of Arachnophobia. Hmm. All right. Which honestly, I can, I can get down I'm on this. kind of okay with it. I'm fine with it. I just, oh god, I hate spiders. So it's being made. It's being made uh, between Amblin and uh, which is Steven Spielberg's yeah. company and uh, a company called Atomic Monster, which is James Wan's James Wan's James Wan's. That's weird to say. <laughs> James Wan's company. James Wan's company. Um, so I mean, James Wan, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, can you go wrong? They got to make it 3D. I, oh my god! Oh, I couldn't. I, I, I kind of hope so. I wouldn't be able to do that. And now, and now that now that Roseanne's canceled, John Goodman's not doing nothing. Ooh, he could he could come back, right? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> That'd be awesome, actually. Um, I I would yeah. I'm actually kind of excited for it. I mean, Arachnophobia uh, has a soft spot in my heart because I watched it. Uh, I have very fond memories of that movie when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, it's just spiders. Like you can do that new and. It'd be okay. It's not like you're updating like a monster or something like that. It's yeah. just it's just spiders. Except that all the spiders fly. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> spider NATO. <laughs> uh, I uh, yeah. If I, I was actually thinking about it last night, and I'm like, if I have one irrational fear, it's spiders. Because yeah. spiders don't they can't really hurt you unless you run into the really nasty ones. Which I live in Michigan. And there's only one nasty one, and it's called the recluse for a reason yeah. because not a lot of people see it. It's true. But I'm still deathly afraid of them. So, spider movies, you, they... There was a spider on your house the other day that was just a standard like, little orb weaver, and yeah. you were terrified of it. Until I smashed it with my <clears throat> hand and told you you were a pussy and get in the house. You know what's funny, though? is like It, it depends on the situation. Like, my, my daughter got into our sandbox today, and she started screaming, Oh, my God, it's a spider! And I just walked up, and I grabbed it with my hand, and I th- threw it out into my lawn. I picked up a spider. But it's because... My my daughter was distressed about it, you know, and I just wanted to show her, like, you know, spiders can't do anything to you. If it was me by myself getting into that <laughs> she's, sandbox, she's gonna, I would have been like, oh my god, she's gonna, she's, she would have came and saved you. Yeah. She's gonna palm a brown recluse now because you taught her not to be afraid of spiders. Look at this shit, dad, and then she's just gonna <laughs> pop it in her mouth and be like, fuck you. <laughs> oh my god! All right, um, <laughs> so you ever heard of a movie called Maniac? Yeah, a uh, classic from the uh, from the eighties, early eighties. Yeah, we talked about the remake on our show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there's a lost sixteen millimeter negative that was found of the of the of the film. Really? Uh, the only versions of the film that they had were blown up thirty five millimeter prints. Sure. They, this is an actual from the camera negative print they found that uh, the company Blue Underground has acquired, and they are now pressing a four K restoration of it, and they're going to be putting it out later this year. Pretty cool. Uh, with the original footage, though, the negative, they found tons of B-roll footage and tons of other, like, just lost treasures. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see what they're going to do with this. Cool. Um, so, yeah, that's just the, the news that was found. I love I love when old movies get found. You know, you never know what's, like, just sitting in someone's basement somewhere. Right. You know, it's, it's crazy. <clears throat> crazy that stuff exists still. Like, like There's so much, uh, like, London After Midnight, yeah. very famous, famous uh, vampire flick from... It's the lost... Like, 1920s or whatever yeah. it was. You was know, that Lon Chaney? Lon Chaney, yeah. Yeah, like the it's lost like Lon of, Chaney movie. Yeah, it's like, it's like the most... Probably the most famous lost film. Right. You know that is somewhere, right? It has to be. Yeah. I know that they're talking about how the... Um, uh, the 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 studio burnt down. There was a big fire, and they think that was the... There was only one print of the movie. It was lost in the fire. Mm-hmm. I still believe my heart of hearts that movie is somewhere. <laughs> it's gotta be just somewhere, right? Just some nerd's can, got it in his basement somewhere. Uh, but but doesn't know about it. It's <laughs> yeah. like you watch Antiques Roadshow and someone's like, Oh, I found a I found an ancient samurai costume in my attic. <laughs> Why? 
<clears throat> gotta be there, damn it. Uh, okay, uh, this is this one sucks. Um, and so I, I'm gonna hold on to it, I think, actually. Yeah. Before we um go into Blues of Joe. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're back to see you waited until the week where Jen is not here to call me that again. Oh, that shit was intentional. Oh boy. <laughs> Alright. Well, on August twenty eighth, um we just learned that Creature from the Black Lagoon and the Invisible Man. Complete legacy collections will be finally arriving on Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, the Creature set includes Creature from the Black Lagoon, Revenge of the Creature, and The Creature Walks Among Us. Of particular note, Revenge of the Creature has been given a new 3D restoration. Interesting. See, that, that's dumb. You're taking movies from like the, the Golden Age, making them 3D. Like that, it's, what's the point? Yeah. That's just dumb to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's curiosity, little, I suppose. But sure, it's a little, it's a little iffy. And the invisible, invisible man set includes the invisible, uh, <laughs> the invisible man set includes the invisible man, the invisible man returns, the invisible woman, invisible agent, the invisible man's revenge, and Abbott and Costello meet the invisible man. The Abbott and Costello Universal Monster cro- crossovers are so good. Uh, doesn't have the the, the sweet remake in it. Uh, which one? Hollow Man? Oh, <laughs> no. Come on. No. Uh, and, yeah, like I said, that comes out August 28th. Now, I own all of the original DVD sets <clears throat> of those. There's, like, a Dracula one, Frankenstein, Wolfman, Mummy, Invisible Man. Uh, there's one more that I can't think of. But uh, I own the original DVD sets of those. Mm-hmm. They're going to be far superior. The packaging's better. The On the DVDs? Oh, fuck, yeah. They they, they, they have, like, a, a, a nice box that they come in, which the Blu-rays probably will, too. Mm-hmm. But they come in a nice box. You pull it out or whatever, and it's, it's all different. It's like, <laughs> it opens up like a book, you know? Like, it's, it's just really cool packaging. Like, you get these new DVDs transfer sets. They always suck. Yeah. Know? And I'm a sucker for packaging. So I will I will actually take it. Yeah, 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 will... Get that nice box. You pull it out. I will take a good-looking box <laughs> over over a good-looking picture any day of the week, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, the DVD cassette, these movies are from the 20s. How good are you going to make them? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, well, the DVDs are fine. Now, do you prefer a standard box or, like, a large package? Um, <laughs> it, you, it honestly depends on my mood. I, I mean, I, I, can take, I can take both. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> I, I can vouch for that. He can take both. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I only have a couple for you today. So the um, the uh, um, the the film Revenge, mm. which is a it's a kind of kind of playing off the classic sort of rape revenge movies of okay. the of the nineteen uh, seventies exploitation. Would that even spit, be? I spit on your grave. Yeah, last uh, house on the left. Yep, that, kind of uh, <clears throat> that uh, generated a big buzz this year. Uh, directed by Coralie Farget. I don't know how to say that last name. It's very rare that I come across a name that I can't say, and I usually have to correct you when you. I, I, I like Farget. Far, Farget. That's, That's good. It's a look at this. Look at this weird name. Let me see. Let me see, let me see if I got this. I'm going to say Farget. <laughs> Coralie Farget. Farget. Sure, Farge. I don't know. Uh, that's come. This that's coming out August. Suddenly he's French. <laughs> that's coming out August seventh on D- DVD and Blu-ray uh, via Universal Studios Home Entertainment. Uh, in revenge, uh, a girl named Jen is enjoying a romantic getaway with her wealthy boyfriend <laughs> until two sleazy friends arrive for an unannounced hunting trip. As tension mounts in the house, the situation abruptly and viciously intensifies, culminating in a shocking act that leaves Jen left for dead. Unfortunately for her assailants, she survives and soon begins a relentless quest for bloody revenge. This is literally I spit on your grave. 
Oh uh, yeah, kind it's, of. It's, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> but it's got it's a lot of lot of good things being said about it. Uh, um, Brad from Bloody Disgusting actually said it's the first great horror film of 2018. I mean, I'll give it a shot. They're so. great. <laughs> uh, that's Thank, it. That's all for blues. All right, a uh, couple little things here. Um, any American Horror Story fans in the house? Uh, season one. <laughs> I, I never made it past season one. I uh, I've never actually watched it. Um, I should, but it was one of those things where it's like I just don't need more TV to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never started it, so by the time I wanted to, it was like season three, and I just never kind yeah. of jumped on the bandwagon. I can say season one was really awesome, but I don't know past that. So. Well, in recent in recent seasons, there's been uh, Coven, which was a big fan favorite, mm-hmm. and then Murder House was a big fan favorite. Murder House was the first season. It was the first one. Yeah. Okay, so you know mm-hmm. a little bit about that then. So uh, <laughs> Ryan Murphy, who I believe is one of the showrunners, that could be a correction next week. Okay. But uh, Ryan Murphy says the season eight upcoming season of American Horror story is a coven murder house crossover season really yeah hmm. uh, i guess they had teased this a little bit for that it could happen in the future and he basically said well it's not happening in the future because it's happening now hmm. and they just dropped that bombshell i think it was today cool so uh pretty cool so if you're big american horror story fans one day i will catch up i swear i will get that that horror cred back but um i can't believe they're in season eight already i know right i've heard a lot of people say that they pretty much dropped off uh like uh, what was the, what, the Roanoke? Not a lot of people like Roanoke. Mm-hmm. I um, love the story of Roanoke, though. So I yeah, I the story. Like, yeah, I feel like that that would appeal to me, even if it wasn't good. I'd like it on principle. Right. You know. Yeah. But um, all right. So here's the big news of the week. Um, the Friday the Thirteenth video game oh, has yeah, been sucks. Uh, has been a, a, a huge success, mm-hmm. massive success, right? Um, now, there's been a lawsuit going on uh, with Victor Miller. Victor Miller is the guy that wrote the original Friday the 13th movie. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lawsuit that he's basically claiming that at the time that he wrote that movie, he was not employed by, I, I believe, the studio. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, the studio does not own the rights to the movie, to the rights to his story. And this is actually one of the reasons I didn't know this. This is one of the reasons why the movies have been held up because mm-hmm. the rights now are in dispute, so they can't make a movie until this gets settled. Well, the game has always kind of existed outside of this until now, mm-hmm. and they, the creators of the game announced this week that they uh, are no longer able to put out new content for the game until this whole thing uh, either blows over or this guy wins and doesn't give them rights to do it. They right. have to work out a new deal with him, what you know, whatever that may be. Um, so that sucks. A lot of people have been looking forward to it. A lot of people, they, they follow this game religiously. Uh, I have a buddy, Ryan, who <clears throat> plays this game incessantly. Um, well, they've, I mean, it's a they've huge been, success. They've been pretty consistently cranking out yeah. the, like, the DLC stuff. So Not just DLC. DLC with the original like, creators, Kane Hodder, Tom right, Savini. Right. Like, this is like, this is like the, the, the biggest fan favorite video game project to ever probably be made right when it comes to people involved in the love of the community and everything else yeah so for this for this these cards to be dealt to them is a huge blow yeah it sucks they uh they have another video game uh coming out too i know they have the stranger things app game yeah but they have a stranger things video game coming out by the same creators that did the walking dead video game. yes telltale telltale games uh they're they're the kind of games where it's um it's not so much that you control your characters. It's you're going through a story and you have to yes. make decisions. It's, it's like, like a choose your own choose adventure. Your own adventure yep. yeah. And so you you go through the story and you make decisions at certain pinnacle parts of the story and it shapes how your how the ending shapes up to be. There's a, a Batman one. My personal favorite 
was uh, one called um, something uh, about wolves. Fable. Right? Fable. Was it Fable? Fable? No. No. Oh what? my god! It was like my favorite game. I can't think of the name of it no, right there's now. Something about wolves. Yeah. No. Oh, the Wolf Among Us. Yeah. That's it. But then, yeah, it was based on the comic book graphic novels called Fables. Oh, okay. That's uh, that's what it was. Um, and it's fan fucking tastic. It's like all of the classic fairy tale like, story mod, right. uh, characters living in the real world. And oh my, it's so good. It's like you should play that game inst- instead of watching the terrible show uh, Once Upon a Time. Oh yeah, I, oh, <laughs> play that, that, play that game so hard. ten times back to back before you ever watch that show. Yeah, so, but going by previous games, I'm sure it's going to be uh, a fantastic game. Absolutely, so. I love those. Like, games. I couldn't remember if we brushed on it just recently or not, or if they, I don't think we ever mentioned. We it. We did I, not. Uh, you'll you'll notice too if you're listening and you're a fan of video games, we're not touching any of the E3 news because this past week was E3, which is the huge electronic uh, electronics expo uh, uh, conventions that uh, convention that happens. Right. It's all the big press conferences. It's all like the next couple years and gaming comes out. Uh, there's been tons of news about horror games, and whatnot. Next week, uh, we are going to talk mostly game stuff, mm-hmm. horror games. Uh, Maybe we'll mix in a movie there or whatever. We'll figure it out. I don't think we have it figured out quite yet, but we're going to yeah. do something that involves all of that once this week is over because it's still kind of going on. Once this week is over and all the big news is done, yeah, we're going to we're gonna go over it and we're going to cover all your horror stuff. That so instead of watching movies for that week, we'll play video games. Boom. Yeah. Done. And then we'll come back in and talk about the video games. Exactly. We'll probably wrap a movie and do it somehow. <laughs> but but uh, maybe with a guest. I maybe with a guest. He, is, uh, he has not responded to my inquiry yet, so uh, we'll see. We'll see, but um, anyway, yeah. So that, that that you can look forward to that next week if you're into video games and whatnot. But um, yeah, so yeah, that bummer news for Friday Thirteenth. Yeah, it sucks. So hopefully that gets. Uh, I mean, I I get it, Victor Miller. Like I get it. You know, if he wrote this and he wasn't under contract, he's he's been missing out on a ton of residuals, right? Or, or at least more than he's probably getting. Right. I, I mean, I don't know how that all works, but. Uh, actually, if you want to know, if you want to know the whole rundown on on that whole lawsuit, um. I imagine it's still posted somewhere. Probably I, once once an iPod or an, a podcast episode goes up, it it stays forever, right? Mm-hmm. Kyle Laugh from uh, the Laughing Horror Podcast. He writes for Beyond the Void now, so okay. he's not actually doing his podcast. But a while back, he broke down the the entire lawsuit. Oh well, there you go. And explained it in like really easy terms. And uh, that's a that's a good episode. If you, well, you go, go back and find the the uh, episode of the Laughing Horror podcast, and if you want to know more about the the whole Victor Miller and uh, Sean Cunningham yeah. thing going on, so. I also know that the Movie Crypt podcast actually has one of the guys from Friday the Thirteenth video game on this week. Oh, really? So that's probably an even more updated <clears throat> look at what's going on with yeah, that. Yeah, so. for sure. But uh, yeah, so lots of lots of places to get more news than we can fucking give you. Cause yep. What do we know? Yep. But uh, that uh, will do it. Boom! That was the news. Damn, he was winding up was for that good. one. That was, that was really was nice. Good. That was good. He had All some right, sort of so... like sign, like sign to the gods going up here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we uh, we are going to take a small break, take a nap, maybe die in our sleep. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Night night. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Wake up! Grab James. a brush. 
huh? put a little makeup. Oh, hide the scars to fade away the shakeup. Wait, go back into sleeping. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you leave the kids upon the table? The kids? That was keys. Is it keys? I don't yeah, know. Why, keys. Why'd you leave the kids up on the... Why are you putting your kids on a table, James? Because some people do that. <laughs> Put yourself about a pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jesus Christ. Uh, you, All right. you messed up the lyrics to that Toto song two weeks ago, I so did, don't get on right. me. I know. I bless I know. the brains down in Amsterdam. <laughs> no, it's Africa. <laughs> All right. So uh, tonight we're talking two movies. <laughs> First one being The Nightmare from 2015, directed by Rodney Asher. This is a documentary. Documentary. Uh, about the phenomena of sleep paralysis. And not just the paralysis itself, the, the stories about the people that suffer from it and the experiences that they have. The, the downright, if I may say so myself, fucking creepy ass coincidences that happen between these people. They're quite terrifying. Like... Oh my God! Like I, we we had seen a, di- a trailer for this doc a long time ago, mm-hmm. and both of us thought this is probably the most terrifying thing we're ever going to watch because it's real life, and and it really does happen to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I got to tell you, yep, it kind of was. I mean, not the mo- not the most terrifying thing we've ever watched, but well, no, in terms of. In terms of, the, it gets into your head a little bit, and you think, "What if this shit's real?" <clears throat> well, there are, you know? so, and there definitely were some some things that were relatable, like things that I've actually experienced mm-hmm. in my own dreams before. I Except had a for, weird thing happen to me after I watched this movie. Actually. Did you really? Yeah, a little. We'll get into that later. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like there were there were certain aspects of this this documentary where I was like, "Yeah, I've had that happen," but I have no problem, uh, you know, discerning between dreams and reality which is that's what the difference is for or these, do you or do i that's what the difference is for these people it's like uh sleep paralysis is a weird thing because even when they're dealing with it in this in this documentary it's hard to really tell whether these people if they're actually because they claim that they're awake oh yeah. I, was, I was wide awake but i couldn't move sleep paralysis is a, a very real thing sure absolutely but, well, but how do you, other, how do you that, know if you're actually experiencing that? If there's nobody actually there to see it happening to you? How do you know if... Because sometimes nightmares and dreams can be so real that you feel like sure. you're awake. And, and you how many feel times like have you woken up from a dream or a nightmare and it takes you a few minutes to realize that that wasn't real? Yeah. That you experienced. Oh, yeah. Some of that often actually, for me, Something like that actually happened to me recently. I had, a, I, had a, I had a dream that I was driving a big black Dodge truck for some strange reason. <laughs> and that I, mean, I have no idea what the hell I was dreaming about, but I woke up and I had the feeling. And I, I woke up thinking about my big black truck my big black truck like, I, my, I, I drove a Dodge That's a big truck <laughs> I, told, I, told, I drove a Dodge Ram in my dream and when I woke up though I was legitimately thinking about my, my truck can't, like, wait to, can't wait to get down in my big truck tonight yeah no it's stupid but I, <laughs> but I did wake up though not being able to separate the dream from reality and then I realized I drive a broken down pumpkin like it, <laughs> um I drive a big old orange Honda Element for those that don't know what I'm talking about, but um, yeah, like like I I, I can see that though. If if you wake up and that lasts longer than a few minutes, like it does for me, yeah, sure, that can be jarring as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you that don't know what sleep paralysis is, though, uh, it is the phenomenon that when, uh, where when you, you essentially wake up from sleeping. However, your body doesn't fully wake up, and your brain 
uh, basically puts you in a state of paralysis. Well, you know, and you're, well, when you when you go to sleep, your brain your brain sends a signal to your body that it's time to rest now. So it shuts your body down. So when you're asleep and you're in a deep sleep, you are essentially paralyzed. Okay. No, so here's this the is thing, though. this is when you wake up, your body, uh, your your um, mind wakes up, but it forgets to send the message to your body that it's time to get up. So you're now, essentially kind of locked into your own body. That was the explanation that they gave in Dead Awake, though. Yeah. Is that real medical jargon? Um, because I honestly don't know. They didn't really cover that too much in the documentary. Well, here's the actual... Here, this is from uh, the Wikipedia page for sleep paralysis. Okay. Sleep paralysis is when during awakening or falling asleep, a person is aware but unable to move or speak. During an episode, one may hear, feel, or see things that are not there. It often results in fear. Episodes generally last less than a couple of minutes. It may occur as a single episode or be recurrent. Uh, the condition may occur in those who are otherwise healthy, those with narcolepsy, or may run in families as a result of a specific genetic as a result of specific genetic changes. Um, this isn't really getting into what we wanted to know, though. Yeah. Um, keep going. Yeah. No. I I, I think that uh, I think regardless of what it is that actually causes it, that's what happens. You you essentially you wake up and your brain has a disconnect from your body and you can't control your body. Therefore you can't move your body. So right. you're basically just lying there unable to react or respond to the world around you. So your brain's perfectly well working. You can look around with your eyes and you see things that are happening yet your body can't respond. Now, most people will tell you that um, you're still like technically sleeping and imagining things in your head and that's what you're seeing. I think my, my big takeaway from this documentary, though, and about what people experience is that it's crazy to me that all of these unconnected people seem to experience the exact same Vis visions. It's the same, like, there's a couple different versions of it, but those, like, three versions or so seem to be prolific. And all of these completely unrelated people experience the exact same thing. And that's that's what gets me really thinking. Like, there's... And There's got to be something dates, more to this. And it dates back like hundreds, if not thousands sure, of yeah. years. Those same types of visions, like a lot of people claim to have, to have seen. Well, especially uh, in Dead Awake, what we're going to be talking about later is um, uh, uh, the hag, the yeah, the, the night, old hag. the the old night hag that comes and she basically climbs up on your chest and she strangles you to death. Which the night and, hag to me though is essentially I think the same thing as the shadow people. Right. I think it's I think it's the same thing. People just view it differently and have given it different names. Right. But um Well the and there's and this happens in every single culture. Mm -hmm. Uh every country of the world they have different names for it. They have different theories about why it happens. Some people think it's ghosts. Some people think it's um stress induced some people think that it's uh, demons, you know. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's a, it's a really weird, it's a really weird topic to get into because it, it, it kind of goes into the, 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 the realm of religion a little bit, and whether or not you believe, uh, in, in a lot of religious folklore, you know, if you will. Well, um, there are also there were a lot of people or several people in this. So there was eight people in the documentary, yeah. right? Yeah. And probably I think two or three of them at least said. I, you know, I wasn't a religious person. One guy even said I was a complete atheist yeah. before this started happening to me. And those people all ended up going Becoming, toward, they, 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 they equated it to a, be a religious 
thing that they went through. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, you never know how you're going to react to something until it actually happens to mm -hmm. you, you know? Um, but I, I tend to look at it like differently. Like I, I feel like it would make me more open to the idea of, of different, um, realities maybe like there's more going on than what we what we know whether or not that would make me a religious person i think i'm not sure that it would i think that it would make me more open to the idea of a lot of other things now do you mean real realities or like um dimensions well any of that stuff like, yeah. like it would basically open my it would i mean i'm already open to that stuff i believe in a lot of that stuff i don't mm -hmm. believe that a lot of that has necessarily religious origins i mm -hmm. think that things just there i think it's just there there's just so much that we just don't understand right um not to not to get into it, I know that we have different views on this. Like like to me, religion is just a way of explaining things you don't know. Like people put stories to things to, to explain things, but that's just my personal take on it. Mm -hmm. So if there are these 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 alternate realities that you know some people call heaven, some people call hell, I um I always go back to and this sounds really fucking stupid and I know it. I always go back to an episode of Maury. <laughs> Hear me out. Yeah. You are not a the lot father. Of, a lot of times when the, when when these shows started off, and this was when I was a kid, so it was probably early, more early on in the Maury show. Um, when these shows started off, they wouldn't they would legitimately have guests on that believed in what they were talking about. Right. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just you are not the father every single episode. Like, right. They would have these crackpot people on that actually believed in what they were talking mm -hmm. about. And I remember as a kid, I don't know why this stuck with me, but there was they were talking about ghosts and people touching, you know, crossing over and communicating with the other side and this and that. And there was a woman that was on the show that talked about how she connected with her son who had passed away. Mm -hmm. And her son told her, Mom, there is no heaven and there is no hell. Yet there are layers. And there's just layers of like just different realities that all exist on the same plane but they're just like they're not they don't all coincide with each other but sometimes they bleed together so like he, he was basically saying once you leave this uh realm or this dimension basically you're just your energy gets passed on to a different dimension essentially and that always that always resonated with me because like i said it, it yes this fucking woman was on maury like like it was it meant nothing but, yet yet it was plausible for some reason but like, you hear I stuff believe... like that though exactly as that I've gotten older. Uh, right after my grandfather passed he owned a business that he started in 1960 that my dad now runs mm -hmm. uh, my grandma took it over and so like it was like the week after he passed and they got a, a call from an unknown number uh, unavailable it was all like zeros or something on the business phone and it mm -hmm. left a message that said mary this is bob don't be scared i'm okay that actually and, happened. Yeah, I just got chills. His and, voice just and, and, it was, and it was very. It, it didn't sound like a person's voice. It was out, like almost like an EVP. Yeah, and you could hear it clear as day. You know, that's crazy. They it, it, it just said like, "I love you. I'm okay. Don't be, you know, don't be scared." Oh, oh, did I scare you? It said. That's Ooh, what it geez. said. And it was very. We all heard it, and it was See, that's weird. Creepy, and man. that's and so that's that's almost like it's comforting and scary at the same time. Yeah. But then there was actually the first time that I got chills watching this uh, documentary was kind of a similar thing. There was a, a kid actually from Michigan, and he says I got a phone call. He said I, I I sat down on the couch to take a nap or something. All of a sudden my phone is ringing. So to him he was awake. Right, so he picks up his phone. He he says hello, and he couldn't hear like he just heard like muffled sort of uh, static. 
So he moved to a different room, and then all of a sudden the voice came through, and it said uh, he said it was a really pleasant, uh, like sounding man, mm-hmm. like really polite, just saying, uh, uh, "Excuse me, uh, could you could you please do me a favor?" And he's like, he's like, "What?" And he's like, "Could you please do me a favor?" And the kid goes, uh, "Yeah, what do you need?" And then all of a sudden the voice changed, and it goes, "Let me in." Oh, yeah. I was like, "Ooh, yeah. fuck." Yeah. That the, was the, the recreations in this movie were fucking spot on. Yeah. They were great, dude. I dude. love the way they did it, too, like where they basically showed you kind of behind the scenes how they were doing it. Yeah. They, yeah. Set, up, they set up all the different rooms of these people on one they, big like, sound they, stage. And they, they walk from one room to another based on the story they're talking Just about. Just to kind of really show cool. you like how, how connected all of these things are because they would have uh, one instance where it would be... So a lot of people say they see these shadowy figures, which are... They're almost like shadows of shadows, like they're, uh, or, or, or three-dimensional shadows, they call them, where they're just kind of look like guys wearing those second skin suits. Which is exactly what they were in the documentary. In the documentary, They, they were just yeah. wearing those, those like all black suits, yeah. But they went from one story of this girl saying that these shadow people were standing over her, and then you see the camera follow this shadow monster or whatever out through the hallway, and then all of a sudden the camera pans around and you're in one of the other people's rooms. Is that when someone's putting and, a cloak on it? Yeah, you yeah. actually <laughs> see one of the crew members putting a cloak on this shadow person to make it into... This woman. Yeah, it was really, it was really, it was cool really, it was a that. cool way that they that super, they super managed cool. it. Did uh, did you guys ever experience anything like this in in your own life? Well, <clears throat> I have, I have, I have one story. Like I, I have a story. Are you saving that for different different no, part? No, no, oh, no. Oh, okay. No, no, we're good. Uh, like I, I want to ask you guys about nightmares that affected you the most. Like, but I, I do have one story of whether or not I was seeing what I was actually seeing was real or not. Was it sleep paralysis, though? Like, have you ever experienced actual sleep paralysis? I don't think that I've experienced sleep paralysis the way that these people say that they have. I haven't. I know um, But then again, I don't, I don't remember moving in this particular instance, but I also might have been just completely petrified. Or just hammered. Beca- well, no. Just it was, so shit-faced you can't even Well, move. no. This was, <laughs> this was back when I still lived at my folks' house, so I was, I was in high school at least. Hammered. And, and I just remember, uh, I remember I woke up and my TV was on and I looked over at my doorway and uh, my door slowly opened and I thought it was my mom coming in to like turn my TV off or something like that. And all I remember is seeing uh, a woman uh, dressed in like a, like a white sort of nightgown stepped into my room and stood there and looked at me for, I don't know. 20 30 seconds and then stepped back out of the room but she had long hair and my mom doesn't have long hair and my sister had already moved out of the house so what the hell mm-hmm. like what was that that sounds like the exact same story that my dad told me when i was a kid why I think i've told you about that about the woman who chris looked into the doorway when he woke up in the middle of the night was that the one that the same old lady who used to live in your house yeah, though yeah it was just a standard ghost story, but it yeah. reminds me of that story. That's, but to me, like I could have, it, it might have been a nightmare. Like sometimes, sometimes nightmares feel so real sure. that you actually think you're awake. Which is, I think that some of these people in this documentary were experiencing more something like, like I, I don't. It's, it's not that I don't believe in sleep paralysis. I do absolutely believe in sleep paralysis. It's a, it's a, it's a well documented mm-hmm. thing. But the way some of these people describe their experiences, I was like, 
there's a pretty good possibility that you may have just been having a very, very vivid nightmare. Well, I think, I think too, one of the reasons that I brought up the whole idea about um, the, the religious thing and all that, the yeah. in-between world, whatever, uh, is because, you know, they say when you're, when you're a baby... Uh, they say that with, with, with babies and small children and even animals, that uh, they're more susceptible to view uh, more things or, or be open they're, to they're more, more things. They're more in tune in to, tune to things going around or whatever. Yeah. And the whole idea that you only use a certain part of your brains or whatever, and those parts of our brains are genetically shut off after, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's, there's lots of stuff about that, right? And it got me thinking, like, if... So say that these people, uh, when they're in sleep paralysis... Their brain is functional to where they're aware of what's going on, mm-hmm. yet they're still technically sleeping. Obviously, their body is not responding to their brain. Right. So I, it got me thinking, like, well, what if when you're in this these deep sleep states, if the mechanisms that are that are genetically or whatever turning off those parts of your brain, mm-hmm. like, what if those parts of your brain are more active when you're sleeping? And only active when you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. And so the things that these people are seeing are are what animals see or what babies see. Right. You know? so like what if as an adult, that part of your brain that is susceptible <coughs> if you believe in that sort of thing right. suddenly is open because your body, your brain is not turning that switch off. Mm-hmm. You know, like the floodgates are open, so to speak, when you're in this dream state. Yeah. And so what if these people are half waking up? And while that part of their brain is open and what they're seeing could very well be things on this separate plane. You know, like and that, and that crossed my mind. It gave me fucking chills. Cause I'm like <laughs> it, I, I want, well, cause it, I and like, want to believe <clears throat> in all of that. Yeah. I really do. Like, it, and it's like I said, it's not a religious thing for me. It's just like, I just believe there's way more truths out there than we know. And so I want this all to be real. And if you like, and want... if you think about it in the way that like, uh, so basically your brain is sending your body signals that it's it's time to shut down for the night, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then when you wake up in a state of sleep paralysis, you're not having to use the normal brain functions that you use to move your body. Yeah. So your brain is sending those uh, sending those signals to other parts. Sure, of your brain that, sure. that make them more susceptible to exactly, basically yeah. saying exactly what you just said and except for they also equated <clears throat> the alien phenomena the abduction phenomena to a lot of a mm-hmm. lot of the same exact thing people claim that they didn't see shadow men they saw what would be described as the grays which right. i thought was interesting because the grays are typically very dark gray long long like like limbs fingers yeah long limbs and everything they kind of look like the shadow men quite right. frankly you know, saying, but they're basically saying that what they and there's a lot of people that what they see in their sleep paralysis is that. So, is this where abduction stories are coming from? Yeah. Like, is this where that phenomenon is? Are a lot of these people they're not getting abducted, they're having sleep paralysis, mm. and what they're seeing is just ingrained in their brain, and the only way that they can speak it away is by saying, "Oh, I was abducted by alien." You know, what I'm saying like. It opens up all these weird doors that you don't really think that are connected when they very well could be connected. Yeah. I also People need to get a full aliens, night's though, sleep. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. You uh, you asked us the question earlier about if, if there was anything that we had ever experienced like this. And actually, I saw you looking at a box full of text on your computer I, uh, earlier, so tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, quite a few years back, um, I had an experience that was falls right into the same kind of category. Mm-hmm. And it, as soon as I 
was awake and was able to grab my phone, I documented the entire thing, basically from what I did the night before to everything I remembered in the dream. And I'll just give a brief on it real quick. Um, was working late, got a, got went to sleep like as it was morning, mm-hmm. right? So like 6 a.m. or something like that. Um, so I woke up at one point and it was dark in the room, but I, you know, it was still dark when I went to sleep at that time. And I hear a demonic voice saying, um, the demonic voice said, some people find the strangest things. I need you to join my army to become stronger. If you don't, I will move on to the next house for another person. And I just like freaked out because that, that woke me up, right? To hear that. And so I'm hearing that while I'm awake and I go, like, I just woke up in my bed and I hear this voice and I couldn't move and finally got the strength to run out of the room. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I go back into the room and it's still doing it. And and then I woke up again and I go, whoa, okay, that was just a dream, right? So it was like you woke up in the dream and ran out of the room and then came back. It was still talking to you. And then but I, then you actually woke up in real right. life. And, and then I heard the voice again. Well, one and, of it the thi- and, it, and it was saying the same thing. And I go, oh, my God, I just woke up. This is doing this again. So this is real now, now this time. And then I woke up again and I woke up again and it was daylight finally. So it was the three times I woke up and it was dark and I kept hearing this demonic voice over and over so and like over again. It's like a dream and a dream and a dream. Well, and I don't mean to cut. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but one of the things that they talked about in both the documentary and the movie is that people also experience out of body experiences, mm-hmm. to where you might be still sleeping or whatever, but you're you're existing in the world around you. Like I don't know if you saw yourself or anything like that. No, if it was like that the, or the, the other times I wasn't able. When I woke up, I wasn't able to get out of bed. I was frozen in bed. And then that fourth time, I finally woke up, and it was daylight, and the birds were chirping, and it wasn't, uh, you sounds, know, it, it wasn't dark anymore. So it sounds it, to me like you had maybe like a mild case of quick sleep paralysis. Yeah, it, it was very you strange, know? you know. I mean, if you, I, I, I wouldn't doubt it because when you when you look up the the facts and stuff on sleep paralysis, they they document it as a very common occurrence, mm-hmm. like most people experience it at least once in their life. Well, one of the things I was going to say that I had a weird experience after I watched this movie, and this could be, it could be absolutely nothing. I'm typically a pretty sound sleeper. Like, I, I don't, uh, I mean, there's times where I'm tossing and turning all night, whatever, that's fine. Um, yet, uh, the night after I watched this Nightmare movie, I woke up pretty much every hour, almost on the hour that night. Really? And, and I never moved body position. So I wasn't tossing and turning. I was just waking up mm-hmm. almost every hour on the hour that whole night. That's pretty weird. And I, remember, and I thought about it the next morning. I was at work and, I'm, and I was like, I was exhausted. My boss was asking me, what the, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just exhausted. And he goes, why are you tired? I, said, I was just up all night. And I realized I woke up so many times the night before. And then I, I'm like, I watched this. What the hell did I do? And I watched this fucking documentary about sleep paralysis. <laughs> like, and I wonder, like, it was, just, it was just kind of a weird thing. I'm not saying that they're connected necessarily, right. but mm-hmm. it was just kind of a weird thing. Like, in, I wonder if my brain was just kind of racing about something, you know? Like, in, I don't know. In kind I, of an I opposite thing, uh, I, I was asleep for 47 minutes by the time I went to bed and actually woke up when it was daylight. And I realized that that was all three dreams within a dream. Yeah. And I felt well rested. Like I slept for 10 hours really? and I was up for the day and felt great. Yeah. Really? Like yeah. kind of the opposite end of your spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't typically remember my dreams. I'm not one of the kind of people that can wake up and just remember. Like I might, if there's something that's intense enough, I'll remember it for like a minute maybe. Mm. But like, I don't remember my dreams. I'm one, so, of the, I'm one of the lucky people who actually remember most yeah, of my I dreams. Don't. Yeah. I don't too. at all. 
<clears throat> on any given day, you can ask me. I, I'll tell you. I don't remember anything. I, I don't dream, is what I tell a lot of people. Um, so before we actually get back into the the documentary <laughs> a little bit, let me just ask: Have 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 there ever been any? Um, not even like necessarily sleep paralysis type stuff, but has have you ever had a nightmare that really affected you? Yes. Like long term. Yes. What was it? Um, I uh, I was uh, I was a proud member of the Boy Scouts of America oh, for yes. uh, a number of years, <laughs> and uh, we used to do a camp out every year uh, that was at one of the local parks. They did a big art show mm-hmm. at, the, uh, at the the Veterans Memorial Park at yeah. the end of uh, actually right near my house still. Um, and uh, they would have uh, the Boy Scouts come and camp out in the park uh, for the weekend. And basically, our jobs were to pull night shift and patrol around the park to make sure nobody was hopping the fence, breaking in, stealing people's shit. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's easy pickings, quite sure, frankly. Sure, yeah. So that was our, our jobs. We were going go- golf carts and ride around and... <laughs> You learn how to pop governors when you're in the Boy Scouts, <laughs> and uh, little games of cat and mouse and the go karts, pretty f- or the golf carts, pretty fun. <laughs> anyway, though, um, I don't know what it is. I it happened two or three years while we were there. Uh, I would get what I would equate to borderline hypothermia, mm-hmm. uh, where I don't know what it was about that particular trip or weekend. It was only that place, only those weekends. The only time it's ever happened. But I would wake up and my body temperature would be so low. I was just shivering yet sweating and I couldn't regulate my body temperature. I was freezing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to go home uh, both or three nights. I forget, it was, I forget if it was two or three years in a row that it happened. But um, the point is, though, is that I would have a dream every single time that would happen. And mm-hmm. I knew exactly what it was because it was the same dream all, like I said, two or three times it happened. And it was a dream or nightmare that I was burrowing underground and i'm slightly claustrophobic Mm -hmm. and so i was like burrowing underground like a like a ground mammal or something (laughs) (laughs) like a worm basically Uh just burrowing and burrowing and burrowing and suddenly i stop and i can't move i'm I'm like deep underground in this dark hole and i and i i can't move like i'm stuck underground yeah and i'm dead like there's just nothing that i can do Mm -hmm. like i i'm i'm that's it. Like and, and and I freak out. I, I literally freak out, and that's when I would wake up and this and that. But uh, that nightmare, though, f- profoundly affected me, especially those nights. Like, yeah. Like I, I affected my health. Like literally, when I woke up, like yeah. my my body could not bring itself back to normal after I was in this crazy nightmarish state. You mm-hmm. know, like maybe so maybe it wasn't hypothermia, but like that's oh that's what we always equated it to because it was always freezing those nights. Mm-hmm. And that's what we always kind of thought it was because I was my body temperature was low. But I was sweating, I guess too though. I don't know. They put me in front of like they like propane heaters and I mm-hmm. could not warm up. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it was just the damnedest thing. It was super weird. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. What about you? Nothing that really affected me for life. I, I had a dream recently that we took our cat in the vet and they were going to put him down. And then right as they were like, oh, no, we found out he's okay. And they already put him down. And, oh. I, was t- and I was telling Sarah the story the next day. And I, I'm like, I have to tell you something. And I just start crying. I'm like, <laughs> they, they killed Thomas. <laughs> Thomas O'Malley. And it was it was just really weird. Like I don't get affected by anything like that, but it felt very real, you yeah. know. And then he's an awesome cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you? The uh, the one that had the most profound effect on me was uh, I had this dream twice growing up, and it was it played out the exact same way both times. I think I may have actually mentioned it on the show once before, but um, so 
Uh, growing up, we had these two really awesome like intercom thing. It was kind of what you would see in uh, I don't know, like a show like Mad Men, where you know if the guy wanted to call out to his secretary, just a little the box on his desk, you know? Yeah, yeah, call box. Yeah, a little call box. We had those, and we would use them when we were playing like uh, hide, uh, like war games or something like that. We would call down to the basement to the other person that was on on those things, right? So I had this uh, this nightmare where my sister and I were playing with those intercoms, and there was a button on it, a red button that I had never noticed before, and uh, I can't remember. I can't remember who told me, but they they told me that I was never ever ever supposed to push that button. Like I could hit every other button on the thing. I could make the calls back and forth, but don't ever press this button. Are you sure that you weren't just watching Men in Black? <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> and uh, and so my sister and I were playing playing games with this thing, and I the my curiosity finally got the best of me, and I was talking to my sister, and then all of a sudden I pressed the red button, and then my sister's voice cut out. And so I, I go out into my parents' living room, and you know how their fireplace is set into that huge stone wall yeah, in the yeah, living room? Yeah. I walk out into the living room, and my sister is hanging from that stone wall with a swordfish going straight through her mouth and out the back of her head. And she's hanging from the wall, dead. And in the dream, both times, both times that I had this nightmare, I got so upset that I passed out. So then when I finally woke up from the dream, I woke up in real life thinking that I had just killed my sister by pressing this red button on this call box. And so it took me until I woke up and got out of bed and went out and found my sister still alive in the house to realize that I hadn't actually killed my sister. Why was it a swordfish, though? I have no idea. <laughs> that seems... That's, that's the most random part of the I know, entire that's, story. That's why, just that's one why of those I, things people mount on walls you see from time to time, you know, above a fireplace what, his, or something. his sister? That's <laughs> but, of course, it would be weird if someone had a swordfish mounted on their wall. But two two times two times throughout my entire life, and both times it had the exact same effect on me, where I woke up the next day thinking that I had actually actually accidentally killed my sister. Uh, I've had some of those couple of same dreams, like where everything plays out step by step, and like multiple times to where now if I have it again, I'm like, okay, well this is going to happen next. This is going to happen next. He stabs me in the gut. It's just a dream. Right. I I like to think that if I ever had that dream again, step by step like that, I could actually take advantage of it to the point where, you know, they they say that if you have the same dream over and over, then you can eventually realize that you're dreaming within the dream, and then you can begin lucid dreaming right? to where you can control everything within the dream. I've been doing that with some of those, uh, to where someone's going to, like, kill me or stab me, and I go, well, I'm just dreaming anyway. Go ahead, do it. And I let the guy stab me in the chest or right. something, like the, the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then I usually end up waking up anyway shortly after, but it's not like that jolt, jump, you know, you know I know it's a dream in the dream. Those are always weird. Where it you, is. The, the ones where you, like, actually jump awake because... Yeah. And then it gets into the whole if I've, you dream, if you I die in a dream, do you die in real life? Kind of. I think thing. I've only experienced that once. Honestly, I haven't had too many of the, the oh death, really uh, death dreams. Oh, I have Except a lot of them. Apparently, being a worm. <laughs> but um, all right, getting back to the documentary about sleep yeah, paralysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, were there any other takeaways from it though that you uh, <clears throat> that stood out to you? Well, so it was interesting because they had kind of a mix of people. Uh, a mix of different characters and I actually remember telling Jen 
uh, when we were coming home from the concert the other night. I said, I've, I've, I'm about halfway through the documentary. I said, one woman, the way she describes it, there's a part of me uh, that thinks in the back of my mind, the, what she's describing sounds more to me like repressed memories of abuse. Because mm-hmm. she talks about a shadowy figure walking into her doorway, and then as soon as the shadowy figure walks into her doorway, she starts feeling these vibrations. And then the closer and closer it gets, the more and more she feels vibrations in her body. And then eventually the thing is like on top of her, and she feels the vibrations everywhere. And I'm like, I'm like, I kind of wonder. And then I finally finished the documentary, and toward the end of the documentary, she says, I should let you know that I, I grew up in a very... Uh, Physically, abu- yeah. physically yeah. abusive household, and I'm like, yeah, it, for her, it might just be these repressed memories, you know, that are popping or, up in her nightmares. Or does going through that kind of trauma open doors in your brain? Possibly, yeah. Like I'm not I'm, because the kind I'm of not, shadowy figures are, are. She's not exclusive to that club. You know what I'm saying? Not all of them, I'm sure, suffered abuse. Right. And then there's the guy who his his uh, demons or whatever they are coming in the night are completely different from everybody else's Mm -hmm. instead of seeing shadowy demons he's seeing what essentially are grays yeah like aliens but their skin is made of uh like static the way you'd see on a like a on a television Mm -hmm. and then he and then he gets really weird toward the end of the video or toward the end of the documentary because he says i was dating this like this hippie chick who was really in tune with nature and that that part actually freaked me out a little that bit. That part freaked me out too like, because if it's true, he says that we went we went we decided to rent a cabin. We hiked out into the woods and she was just this total nature like nature baby. Like she just she she said she could receive energy from sure, nature sure. around her and she said and we collected these pebbles and then we set them in a circle and she said, "Let's uh how did she put it let's let's open ourselves or yeah. let's become receptive and she was like blindfolded she, though right she put her hands over her eyes and then she says uh he says all of a sudden i'm i'm watching and out from the woods comes this blue figure and she still has her eyes covered and she turns back to him and she goes it's blue and then there was a blue figure in, in front of her he's saying he sees a blue figure in front of her and then she turns back around to him again with her eyes still closed and she says uh, she says, don't be afraid of the demons behind <coughs> you. And he says he turns around and he sees those static demons. Which totally plays into in the, the idea that you're in the in-between world and you're seeing shit from both sides. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. I, 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 I want to believe in that so bad. Like, I, I really, really do. Right. Yeah, I, I, do, I, I do too. I, 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 I'm totally fascinated by it. A couple of takeaways that I got from the movie was I never, I never thought of the movie Insidious as being symptoms of sleep paralysis oh but yeah. once they talked about it it makes fucking perfect sense yeah there's the shadow there's the shadowy figure in the, in the kid's room and uh well he basically gets like completely locked in like mm-hmm. he's in a coma mm-hmm. eventually right yep. i haven't seen insidious in a yeah, little while but they're, they're, I, just, I never thought of that movie like that now i want to rewatch it yeah under that impression and see if it's any different uh there's two stories too though that that um and i'll quickly touch on it because we have to move on but um, there's a weird story about a dude getting his dick chopped off that was super weird. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> he said it was like, it, it looked like a claw machine claw yes. just chopping away at his dick. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, and then that the one guy had the really weird stories about, uh, it was the same guy who, he said he heard the voice that it was a, <clears throat> a, a, a voice outside of his door 
saying, "You just you just won the you just won the insect of the month club." Here's your prize. And then the tarantula drops yeah, on his face. Yeah. And then it was the same. He said it's, it was the same voice, but all of a sudden I saw an old man standing at the bottom of my bed. And it was the same voice. And the old man is saying, you just came all over your mother's sheets. You bad boy. I'm like, what the fuck? There is like, another story that was similar, though, with the cat. Oh. The guy, that one fucking freaked me the fuck out. That one scared the shit out the, of me. The fucking black cat with the red eyes yeah. that's talking to him, and then he looks over, and it's like the same entity, if you will, only as the big shadow man well, it was, with the red it was eyes. The, like, it was the big the shadow fuck? man. At, it was the big shadow man at first, and he didn't see the black cat, did yeah. he? Yeah, and I think he did. Well, okay, so the story went, so it was, it was this guy and his girlfriend, but they had another friend over, and they all slept in the same bed. And he said he woke up, in sleep paralysis and there was this like eight foot tall shadow demon standing over him but it had these like piercing red eyes Mm -hmm. and it was telling him that he was going to die and then all of a sudden this part scared the shit out of me the girl that was laying next to him wakes up screaming and then he pops out of his sleep paralysis and then she describes that while she was asleep she also woke up in a state of sleep paralysis (coughs) and there was a black cat sitting on her chest staring at him with red eyes speaking in a language that she couldn't understand and at the same time he's looking up at the shadow demon telling him and then so then they did this thing where it was like overlapping voices of the cat talking in weird tongues and this shadow demon talking about how he was going to die at the same time but that wasn't even his girlfriend it was the girl that was staying with them it was so fucking freaky though like it was so weird. like that was the one that really freaked me out because to have two people at the same time experiencing something very similar yep. when that girl who was just there to visit like why like that's when you start getting into the actual he was the one that that said i stopped being an atheist yeah right after that yep. he's like i i became a christian after that yeah, it's just super weird. Like that part freaked me out. Like mm-hmm. really, really did. Yeah. Um. So that's the nightmare. That is. Uh. Watch this. It's it's awesome. It's scary. It's uh. It's everything that you might might or might not want it to be. Again, as far as I would, real life horror I would goes. say I'd say go into it with a very open mind. Mm-hmm. Like be skeptical. Sure. But also be open minded about it because these people seem really sincere about the things that they're experiencing yep that's where you have to be open-minded about it but at the same time like i said i had i had my questions about certain things so yeah uh yeah that's on and that's on netflix so might as well go watch it so that's real life let's get into some some fiction here (laughs) okay all right in uh in the movie dead awake from 2016 uh directed by philip guzman uh, this is a movie that uh, a young woman must save herself and her friends from an ancient evil that stalks its victims through the real-life phenomenon of sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. And this is starring uh, the always beautiful Jocelyn Donahue. Love Jocelyn Donahue. <clears throat> <clears throat> Fine! Fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, uh, Jesse Bradford plays Evan, the main lead. Now, Jocelyn Donahue, I might add real quick, plays two characters. Beth and uh, Kate Bowen. Yes, yeah, so or Bowman. Uh, um, Bowman. 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 So um, so, so so already already there's advantages <clears throat> to this movie because you're living in a you're you're existing in a universe where there are two 
Jocelyn Donahue's. Right. That's a good universe. It's a very good universe. <laughs> um, also, you have uh, Jesse Borrego playing uh, Dr. Hassan. Lori Petty, Tank Girl herself, Dr. Sykes. And then uh, you have the, 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 the beautiful Bria Grant playing Linda. You know, it, ooh, it oh. didn't even occur to me. That's the uh, That was the girl from Dexter. Yeah. She played Ryan, Ryan yeah. in Dexter? Yep. Yeah, it didn't occur to me at first. Oh yeah, she yeah, she's a she's like a horror scarlet at this point. She's yeah, done tons of stuff. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so, so this is a movie about uh, there's two twin sisters. One of them is suffering from sleep paralysis, mm -hmm. and um, I mean, again, spoilers because that's kind of what we do. Um, I did. Did you expect her to die? The twin sister. Yeah. Um, I did not see that coming. Like that, that I, I watched this movie on my phone. The first half of it, at least, I watched on my phone. Yeah. And uh, they did a decently good job of making me think that the two sisters weren't the same person. And I know that wasn't intentional. I just didn't that pick up on it. That they weren't the same person? Yeah. I just didn't pick up on it They're... for some strange reason. Wait. They're both played by Jocelyn Donahue. I just thought they were different actresses for some strange reason. Oh. Really? Yeah. yeah. You never notice the fact that they're never on screen at the same time? They're always on screen at the same time. Well, you see the back of one's head. No, they're always on screen at the same time at the there's, beginning of that movie. Uh, there's like there's like two or three shots where they did the... The whole sequence where they're, where they're in the car. And it's a head-on view, and it's the two of them talking to each well, other. Well, yeah, but that's easy to split right down the middle. Most of the time they're talking when it's just the two of them. It's you do the over the shoulder fair, shot fair. and the. It but. just didn't. It just didn't dawn on me. This maybe it was a smaller screen on my phone or whatever it was. I just didn't realize that they were both Jocelyn Donahue. So when Jocelyn Donahue died, I was like, "She's the fucking main actress." Like what the <laughs> shit? Like it totally caught me off guard. And then I realized, oh, oh, they're both Jocelyn. Oh, they're Donahue. both. They're both her. All right. Oh, thank God. Winning. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, this one, uh, did you did you already uh, read the synopsis for this one? I, I did. Are you okay. not paying attention to me? No, I wasn't. I'm nice. sorry. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically after after her sister dies, and they had they kind of had reason to believe that there was m maybe other things going on, so a lot of people, a lot of people just start not really brushing her death off, but they're saying, well, it was caused by other things because she had had problems with um, uh, su substance abuse yep. and stuff like that. So yep. she was on the mend from that. She and, was she uh, was the more free free spirited sister, you know. Like you, her room had like a whole bunch of like old punk rock stuff in yeah. it, and, like burnt American flags and like <laughs> yeah. lots of like just rebellious type of paraphernalia, you know. So yeah. you can tell that she was that 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 person in the family, you know. Um, now they they deal they deal almost uh, almost exclusively with one incarnation of uh, what what people see when they encounter sleep paralysis in this one, and that is in particular the the hag, the old hag, the old hag, the old night hag, which uh, I would say, and like I I could deal with the shadow men. Like Shadowmen are creepier to me. That that would be scary. Really, uh, Shadowmen are way creepier to me. Well, the way they did it in this movie, they made it way too like Samara from The Ring. A thing like, I have, like, I literally have that verbatim in my notes. Like even like, the way she moves the glitch, and stuff the like, yeah, moving, the glitch it's moving. Like, come on, and and you know me, you know I hate that. Like yeah. that that I love this movie. I thought this movie was great. Like I really did. Yet that aspect of it, 
I'm just like, it's such a cheap way out yeah. to portray. And it wasn't even a ghost. Like, like usually right. that's how they portray ghosts in like Japanese lore and this and that. Like, this wasn't even that. The you, there, yeah. There's so many different ways you could do this. To me, the to me that that glitchy movement always like. Uh, the first time I think I ever actually saw a movement like that was with the ring, mm-hmm. and it worked because she was she was basically living in a VHS. Like it kind of made sense for her to be sort of glitchy. Yeah. Right. But it doesn't. It, like don't. She you, literally like, just, moved the exact same way crawling around the floor. Too. Yeah. Like, it was. Yeah, it was kind of annoying. <laughs> verbatim Samara from the ring. Even like when she would pop up over like the way so. she the way she looked at people and stuff, kind of with her head down yep. and her hair over her eyes, it looked like Samara, which was kind of it was kind of a distraction. Yeah, I I completely agree. Did you ever watch a movie called The Drownsman? Did I make you watch that? I uh, no, I I didn't. I feel like the way that they did that movie, mm-hmm. the the character, the the, the mythological killer yep. character in that movie would have been good for this movie yep. as the old hag. That's just my personal feeling. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, but yeah, that was distracting. Hundred percent, that was distracting. That it was so just derived from that imagery, and it was it, well, like it, like the the crawling across the floor. Like, why is it? Why is that the thing you go to necessarily? She's an old hag. I get it, but like, I, if she's a because that's what's scary. It's creepy. Ooh, I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It is like if 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 I looked up a stair like a stairwell and I saw somebody walking down toward me. Or I saw somebody crawling head first toward me. I would definitely be more scared by the person crawling head because it's so unnatural. Like, why are you crawling down the stairs? That's weird. Yeah. But it doesn't like I don't know. It didn't translate well in this movie. No, it was like I said. It, it didn't. It didn't make sense for the character. I, I think that was simply a stylistic choice based on something that worked before, and that's what they went with. Right. I. 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 I, I I'm sorry. Hopefully the director's not listening this time. <laughs> But I think I think that was not the right choice. This is my personal opinion. I uh, doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just just our opinion on it. I did feel like um, like overall, the the movie was entertaining enough. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think this is one of. The, I don't think it's a movie that I'm going to be like clamoring to, to get at for a, a second view anytime I soon. I mean, I liked I'll it tell people. I'll tell people to watch it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I liked it enough, it enough. But like, to where I'll put it in the rolodex of movies that I enjoyed. Sure, and I would watch it again. Sure, but but I a lot of like even some of the writing felt really lazy to me. Some of the like some of the uh, the dialogue where you know how you know how when you have just kind of unnatural dialogue that's it, it exists exclusively yes. for expose. Yes, where it's not really. It's not really warranted in that mm-hmm. in that specific situation. I kind of felt like they did that quite a bit. Yeah, and that's actually one of the reasons why I thought that the sisters were two different actors at first is because Jocelyn Donahue's portrayal of Beth mm-hmm. was uh, Beth was the one that died, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, was way better when she was interacting with Kate. Her per- Jocelyn Donahue's performance and Kate, as and Kate, Kate was, yeah. seemed a little bit more contrived, whereas Jocelyn Donahue as Beth seemed way more believable. Yeah, and I think that's why I thought that it was two different actresses because I remember thinking to myself, "Oh, that other actress sucks." <laughs> <laughs> when literally, it's the same person acting the opposite of each uh-huh. other. Um, and I don't think she even I, she didn't suck. I think it was just kind of the material. Like I guarantee you, that's what it was. Or the fact that maybe she was performing to nobody. Well, quite yeah. frankly, I mean, well, she was it, performing with somebody in most of the shots, anyway. Maybe. But 
yeah, I I get what you're saying. So this so the movie goes on. Uh, uh, Beth Beth ends up passing away. Kate takes over the main spotlight, uh, and uh, Evan, who is who is Beth's longtime boyfriend, gets wrapped up, and her and Beth. Uh, or her and Kate, rather. Him and him, Kate. Him and Kate uh, <laughs> both start experiencing the sleep paralysis, along with their friend Linda, played by Bria Grant. So the three of them are now all, at the same time, experiencing the sleep paralysis, trying to get to the bottom of it. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's basically their journey to figure out how to kill this thing. Dr. Hassan is the doctor that was trying to help Beth before she passed away to combat this thing but he was a little bit crazy himself well there's two doctors in this movie you've got the dr hassan who kind of uh uh, subscribes more to the holistic kind of approach and to the old old world way of thinking of uh sleep paralysis where it's actual you know like it's actually an entity that things are real this yeah yeah whereas you have laurie petty's character uh dr sykes who is completely uh clinical about the whole thing it's you, you're not up, what you pick up what i picked up about her character what like she's trying to convince them that this isn't real right psych <laughs> yes <laughs> no i didn't but uh now i do um i just looked up the the writer of this movie just yep. to see what else he's done i did it's funny because i kind of got even though this movie came out in what 2016 sure i got like a as far as the the writing goes, I got sort of an early two thousands vibe from oh, it. What else did they write? Uh, he wrote, um, I just lost it. Hold on. Uh, Final Destination, oh. Final Destination Two, uh, Tamara, Final Destination Three, Day of the Dead. What's the guy's name? The Final Destination, Final Wait. Destination Five. What's the guy's name? His name is. Jeffrey Reddick. Yeah, okay. Jeffrey Reddick, I believe, was on the movie Crypt. Was he? Yeah. He's talked about this before. Okay. Um or I've talked or I've heard him talk about these movies before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes that makes sense. So it's so this is his style. This is his style of filmmaking, his yeah. style of writing. Which I can I can appreciate it. See, I mean, so it, it, it kinda makes more sense because when you think of uh the Final Destination movies the way those are written, it's all sort of unnatural yeah. as far as the dialogue dialogue goes. Like these kids are figuring out more than anybody would actually be able to figure out in the time that they had. Yeah. So fast, like like all of your friends start dying, and then all of a sudden you come to the realization that death is following you. Yep. Like you, that would that's and not that's makes, not the natural progression and, of things. And and this actually exact on on the heels of that exactly. Of all the kids in Final Destination, suddenly realize it at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Every single person in this movie experienced sleep paralysis every single time they slept, which is not typically normal, even in people that get it chronically. It doesn't happen every single time. It happens weekly, maybe. Well, some of the people, but not every single time they sleep. Some of the people in the documentary said that it started to occur almost every yeah, single night started to occur but right. not right off the bat like in this in this movie well this movie obviously you got to take it from zero to 100 sure. pretty quick pretty quickly sure, and also had, and also Kate, they were though, that had never experienced it before suddenly she had this weird psychic bond with her sister and it took her over okay i well, can understand that I, that I get that that right? makes sense because of the identical twins thing because a lot of people say that there's there's you know, sure, a, sure. a psychic bomb between and, identical twins. And I'll go there. But Evan had never had it before. Suddenly he gets it every single time he sleeps. And then you had Linda, 
who had it before but got rid of it which would mean that dr sykes's therapy worked yeah <laughs> technically speaking yeah. until kate put it back into her head I, it was a weird thing so like, kate so kate really was even though at the end of the movie dr hassan's telling her you need to let go of your guilt and stop blaming yourself but she was she was actually pretty much to blame for yeah. almost everybody dying. Like, Linda had like, the so, sleep paralysis, had the old hag, the whole deal. And Dr. Sykes, who is portrayed as the doctor that doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about because she doesn't believe in the real thing, right. did, in fact, cure her of this. She right. hadn't had it for a long time. Basically, basically, she told her everything that you're experiencing is just a figment of your imagination. And the reason this thing becomes powerful is through belief. it's through belief like once you believe in it then it grabs hold yeah and it uh it uh exploits your fears well that was that was dr hassan's way of looking at it right yeah which turned out to be pretty accurate yeah so and if you actually followed dr sykes treatment it would have worked right rather than trying to get in there and like and break the bond or yeah, whatever she's looked at as the bad guy right for not <laughs> for not believing yeah that's weird um super super bizarre actually <laughs> it kind of goes against its own rules a little bit in it, that res in that respect well it's funny because now that i'm thinking because the whole throughout the entire movie i'm I'm looking at dr sykes going just listen to what you, these people are saying like stop blowing them off but by blowing off uh linda's fears to begin with yeah she helped her now linda was also going through a thing where apparently her husband had had an affair right and they were fixing their marriage and this and that. Yet she, every like he would go out for these weird meetings, and she accused him of cheating still. And it was never really said whether he was or not. Quite frankly, um, so maybe that brought it back on though. So maybe she had the paralysis back when he cheated the first time, and then they were trying to fix their marriage. Right. Things got better, and now she accuses him of cheating again. Which, by the way, who cheats on Bria Grant? Yeah. That's are exactly, you kidding that's me? That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, what? Especially just... for that fugly motherfucker. Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> like, I, she's gorgeous. I didn't even really think about it that way. But her, the hag didn't come back to her until she became fearful of her husband cheating on her. And on her Kate again. and Evan didn't start getting the hag until somebody close to them died. So it's trauma. It's mental trauma. But it's also that maybe. But it, it also causes this. It also seems to be sort of passed around too yeah. i don't I, not maybe not passed around like some people some people were comparing it to it follows i don't i'm i'm kind of rethinking this i don't think it's like it follows where it's literally passed from person to person but i think once one person is experiencing it and they talk about it and then they well, and, then, and then it's and belief then, like right. you said like once you once you believe that it could be true that's the opening for the hag and it and it always it always seems to happen every time somebody starts to do a little bit of research on it. Yeah. Because research puts the plants the seed in your head, which grows into belief, and then she shows up. Yeah, and and, and that's to me that's not like the the most fucked up thing about the uh, story. The most fucked up thing that I took away from the movie is that as as the character of Evan, put myself in his shoes, right? He dives, deep dives into his own art, which his art is fucking awesome. Yeah. I want that giant eye painting that he has <laughs> hanging up in his walls. Uh -huh. Things cool as hell. But um, how weird would it be 
that your your long your long term girlfriend passes away, and then suddenly her identical twin sister is suddenly all up in your shit and right. around you all the time. How fucked up would that be? Mm-hmm. Like, that would be legitimately crazy. Like, yeah, you're was... seeing your dead girlfriend every day, essentially. Well, and he even... I, I, I'm I, so glad that they didn't take it in the direction that I Where thought was it was going to... Well, like that. I, th- I thought at one point, like, are they going to hook up? Because that would be kind of shitty. He dreamt it. <laughs> yes, Twice. He, <laughs> yes, he did. I, But I think it's because it was the, the hag exploits your fears. And I think that he actually felt uneasy about it because she was well, she he was did feel, he did feel uneasy about it he, they, they made that kind of clear in the movie yeah because we'll be in you know props, like when she was asked to take a shower props at his to place. him because he was being a pretty good guy about it because you know he uh she said yeah she said why don't you come talk to me while i'm in the shower that way you and he won't was fall weird asleep out by it, but and yeah. he, he accidentally sees a reflection of her like getting undressed in the mirror and he Looks away, walks away, you know. Bad, bad circumstances, but um, dead ass. All right, um, there. <laughs> but uh, so I think, and that's and that's when the hag finally got the most power over him is when yeah. he was the most fearful. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think there's that. There's a, definitely a correlation between the two. Yeah. Um, there's also another part in the movie where. Um, where Kate gets her sleep paralysis because she falls asleep in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, that would be the absolute worst place to be half semi-conscious, yet you can't move, is when you're in a bathtub and yeah. you can just slip under the water. So not only can you not move, but you're drowning and you can't get out of the water. Which is essentially Fuck. what happens to It'd her. It'd be awful. Uh-huh. Right? It'd be like, like the fucking worst. Don't drink, but, don't drink and do hot tubs. Yeah. Or <laughs> if you do... Just don't uh, don't fall asleep in them. I've almost fallen asleep in a hot tub before. Oh yeah, yeah, that could be really bad news. No, hey, <laughs> just, that, jet, that jet just, stream. Just slip under and that's it. Yeah, you're done. It's it's, it's relaxable. <laughs> be a peaceful way to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, the 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 other thing about the movie, I like the movie overall. Um, I think my biggest problem was the ending. The last two minutes of the movie yeah. were completely unnecessary. That was that was so much of you have to have a jump scare ending yeah. because that's what Hollywood does kind of thing. Well, so... And I thought it was ridiculous. Specifically the last two seconds yeah. of the movie. Well, and that, then also... Even that last sequence, though, before that, yeah, I like, thought was completely unnecessary. Well, I... So... First of all, she she decides to basically what Doctor Hassan tells her is uh, you have to go under, you have to confront the hag. Yeah. And for your first confrontation, what we're gonna do is as soon as we see her make contact, which is like when we see you in distress, yeah. which means you're being strangled by her, we're gonna shoot you up with some adrenaline. And they do that, and she very break- Nightmare on Elm Street, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> She she breaks the she breaks the uh, connection at that one point, but he says you still have to go back in one more time and you have to break the connection, you have to break the paralysis by yeah. yourself, and so she goes under, or <laughs> but first of all nobody can put an IV in their own arm. No, if you're not a medical no. person, that's just completely unrealistic. The way she ripped the IV out the first time too, I had such a problem with because she literally rips it upwards Does to she? pull it off, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself. 
oh, that's the most unrealistic thing. And that she would have literally ripped a gash into yeah. her arm. But then I realized that it was in her dream world. So it oh, made sense. Because yeah. when she ripped it out the second time, she, she winced. Down she winced when yeah. she pulled it out. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. That's kind of like the ice cream cones in uh, ice cream truck. Uh-huh. You, you realize <laughs> that this isn't exactly real. <laughs> um, but that whole last sequence, like he, he, so basically they set her up to where if she's under for more than two minutes while she's being strangled, he's going to shoot her with some adrenaline yep. and she'll come out. And then his machine malfunctions. So then he decides he's going to go under by giving himself a little bit of gas. He goes under and dies immediately. <laughs> I'm like, dude. Big help. So yeah. Not, like, so not only that does his machine fail, but before that he had a uh, he had a, a syringe with the adrenaline in it. Mm-hmm. He drops it. Drops it. Klutzy is the most accident-prone guy Granted, he hasn't, on the face of the earth. He said he hadn't really <laughs> slept a good night's sleep in four months, so sure. it's, it's kind of understandable. Which, but... Is that even possible, like, at all? Well, okay, so there was another character, John uh, John Pang, yep. is that his name? Who said that he, he, like, he was posting YouTube uh, updates where he says, I think I finally found out a way to beat her. And then they go to visit him to find out how to beat her, and it turns out that... He hasn't slept in like a year. Yeah, the reason that he has been able to stay away from her is because he just stopped sleeping. And the his nurse, his live-in nurse at this point, calls it... Um, uh jeez. She called it fatal... Something like... Like something fatal insomnia. And she says he hasn't slept in one year. I don't think that's possible. No, I don't think so either. I'm pretty sure after like seven or eight days, you go, Jay, you look like you're about to I, slip I into this. <laughs> I, th- I think. No, I think it's like I, seven or eight days where your body becomes. I think the world record. I think the world record was set by a a, a shock jock DJ who stayed up for eleven days straight mm-hmm. to uh, promote something, and he went completely out of his mind, like mm-hmm. on air, like he yeah. he thought that the people in the studio were trying to poison his coffee and stuff. It's really interesting, actually. But eleven days, and he was practically almost dead and then he slept for like a full 48 hours yeah i don't think that you can like they they actually explained it in the new nightmare which is this is actually true that if you're if you go without sleep for long enough you start to take micro naps Mm -hmm. where it's like you're still awake but your brain just shuts shuts down down. for like a couple seconds at a time and I don't. I even even having micro naps. I don't think that you could survive for a year without sleep. Yeah. No. I, I don't just think don't think so. it's no, possible. No. But I I, I meant of, to look it up. Speaking of Nightmare on Elm Street, um, the original idea that uh, Wes Craven, the the thing that he got the idea for Nightmare on Elm Street, was about that uh, the kid that was I think over in Malaysia somewhere. Or something oh, it was like that, the, the Philippines. What well, was the the study done uh, by? Uh, well, there's like, there's there was like, a bunch of Hmong people who were dying in their sleep. Well, there was there was one specific kid, though, that they found who didn't want to sleep, and he was keeping coffee in his closet or whatever, and he was trying to stay awake or whatever, and he ended up dying in his sleep. I wonder if that phenomena was not sleep paralysis. These these people were falling asleep, thinking these things were attacking them in their, while they were sleeping, mm-hmm. and so they didn't want to sleep. Like, is it possible but that why there's were, a correlation? But why were they dying? Why were they actually dying? Because the shadow people are real. <laughs> there you go, full circle. That's <laughs> I'm it. just wondering though if that could be part oh, yeah, of, I'm, I'm sh- of what that was. Yeah, probably. You know? Well, I mean, that's they actually bring up that study. Uh, Doctor Hassan brings that very study up in. The beginning of this yeah. movie. 
Was it, was, it like, was it the same one? Yeah, it was the. It, I the, knew that he had mentioned a, a study. I didn't know if it was the same one. That... Yeah, it was like it was like uh, I can't remember the exact number, but he said such and such number uh, among people. Yeah. Were dying in their sleep, and they were in perfect health. Uh, you know, there was no like mental health issues or anything like that. They were mm-hmm. just going to sleep and dying. It's so weird. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, that's. Dead awake. That's dead awake. I th- I think it was pretty good. I I enjoy I enjoyed it. I would yeah, watch it again. Yeah, I still like I said there were I had issues with it. It's not like uh, it's not something I'm gonna rewatch anytime soon. But yeah. it's on Netflix and it's it's there for the taking. So you if might as well watch it. If you're looking for a great Jocelyn Donahue movie, I still recommend House of the Devil more. Yeah, I will recommend. And that also above her, almost everything. And else. also her segment in Holidays. Yes, very that was good. awesome. Very good. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's sleep paralysis. That is, and it's terrifying. And uh, now we're all going to experience it because we're believing in it. Yeah, and the hag is going to kill us. Yeah. So this will be our last episode, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couldn't even make it to hundred. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> all right. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on SoundCloud, Instagram, and Facebook at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. You can find us on iTunes and all those types of good places. Leave us, uh, leave us ten Z's this week. Yeah. Ten Z's. Forty winks. And uh, forty winks. <laughs> and uh, repost this episode and tell us uh, or comment. And tell us what your what your greatest your greatest dream was ever. Greatest dream or nightmare? Greatest dream. Greatest dream. Or nightmare. Or nightmare. Sure. Either or. If you want to find Jay Raj, you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording. And also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. Well, gentlemen, that will do it for this Thursday night. Yeah, boys. Cheers. 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 Sleep well. We're going to get glass bottles.